A personal story from World War II on this episode of the Historian's Podcast. I'm Bob Cudmore. We welcome Kevin Wilson. Thank you for joining us, Kevin. Thank you, Bob, for allowing me the opportunity to be on your show. Kevin Wilson is a native of Granville, a town and village in Washington County near Glens Falls that borders the state of Vermont. Kevin Wilson still lives in upstate New York, and he's from Granville, as I understand it. He's married, the father of three grown children, and he's the author of Sully's Squad, a young adult fiction book about a young soldier who deals with the horrors of war in the Sicilian campaign in World War II. The character of the squad leader is based on the real-life uncle of author Kevin Wilson, a man named Salvatore Sullivan Fringy, commonly called Sully. Uh, where was your uncle from, and how did he end up in Sicily fighting in World War II? Well, he was he's uh, from Granville. Um, like most young men at that time, coming from a small town, um, once he was done with high school, uh, in Granville, he didn't want to work in the quarries. He mm-hmm. had seen his father do that. Uh, in fact, his father passed away at the age of 15, uh, when uh, Sully was at the age of 15. Well, that's interesting you bring up the quarries. I mean, that's what uh, Granville was known for, or maybe still, it's slate, right? They mine slate? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you go through, even to this day, you drive through Granville, you'll see little little mountains of, of slate, and uh, it's... Uh, Many Italian immigrants and Welsh uh, emigrated to uh, America and came up to Granville and, and worked the mines. And uh, Sullivan's father w- was one of them. Huh. And I don't want to go off on a tangent on this, but I guess I am. When you say mines, you mean that you go underground, like mining coal to get this stuff? or uh, No. Um, well, they, they would dig uh, large holes and um, retrieve the, the slate in that manner. Um, from a uh, from a standpoint of also with with Granville, um, as a boy, I remember seeing signs, you know, the colored slate capital of the world. Right. Um, and uh, never really understood that, you know, when I was younger. But uh, as I got older, um, it is it is true. It's like uh, one of the few places um, in, in in the world that has a variety of, of colors. Hmm. You know, uh, whether it's uh, uh, it could be um, you know purple, green, uh, even reddish hues, um, you know, uh, very beautiful colors slate. And, uh, they're very, you know, it's, it's well known. Um, and, uh, it's, a it definitely was an area that, um, provided a lot of work mm-hmm. for those that came. Um, uh, but like, like Sullivan was a first, uh, first generation born, uh, in America. And, um, his name, you know, was Salvatore Fringi and Italian's, at that time, wanted to Americanize their children's names, and that's where Sullivan came from. Yeah, right. Because uh, his uh. real name is Salvatore. But um, it's a beautiful, you know, Granville's a beautiful area. I, I don't live there currently, but um, I still have some relatives that do live up in the area, so I'm, I'm able the opportunity to get up there. Hmm. Do they still uh, mine slate? Or is... Yeah, they still, they still, uh, there's still slate uh, quarries up there, and... Um, maybe 10 to 15. I'm, I'm not sure the sure. Exact, exact total, but I do know uh, they still do that. I, I know some people that still work work right. in, in the quarries. So let's get back to your uncle. Uh, so he, he enlisted in, in like before World War II? Is that yeah, that? it was probably at, at end of 1938. 
um, so he enlisted, you know, in the army, and um, he he would he would actually send uh, money home uh, to support the family because he still he was the oldest, and he had um, four um, sisters and brothers. My 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 late mother was one of them, and um, you know he ended up in the first infantry division, uh, the big red one, and he was in the engineering corps. Mm-hmm. Um, and he served for three years, and he was due to be discharged December 8, 1941. And my understanding of talking to people who knew him um, at that time, you know, he was looking to, to move on, you know, move on from the Army and, and, and do something something different. Uh, but as we all know, uh, the Japanese had other plans, you know, mm-hmm. for him. And um, obviously, he probably, even if he had had been discharged by chance he would have i'm sure he would have gone back in um and uh so he he trained then with the first infantry division engineers and they landed uh initially they landed on north africa in november of 1942 uh, and he, he fought through north africa and and they liberated north africa um and then um he ended up in uh the invasion of sicily hmm and why are, are you never met your uncle Sully? Uh, why did he have such an impact on your life? Well, you know, it's it's uh, when I was very young, um, my parents and I lived with my grandmother, um, Sullivan's uh, mom, and she had pictures, you know, on the wall of this uh, man in a uniform, and. Um, you know, uh, I would, as I got older, you know, she died when I was eight, so I'm still relatively young. Um, I would, you know, look at the pictures, and, and she would see me, and, and she'd say, oh, you know, that's that's your uncle, you know. Um, he was uh, uh, killed in the war, and, and he, he was a saint, you know, she, she would <laughs> mention that. Um, and um, and she says, you, you resemble him. And, and this was, again, she was Italian, so it was in, 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 in very, you know, broken English. Um, I have a cleft in my chin, and, and I'm the only one in the family since Sullivan to have one. So that's that's where the resemblance uh, must have come through uh, in her mind. And uh, so over time, um, as I got older and, and learned more about World War II, um, and then uh, you know I became obviously more and more interested in it. I'd watch you know everything from combat series, Rat Patrol series, to you know movies that would come on. Um, and I also saw, uh, Bob, on, on the flip side, I saw the impact that his death had, you know, on, on the family. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would see, you know, uh, my grandmother, I went to church every day dressed in black. Um, I would see, you know, anytime I tried to bring it up, uh, no one wanted to talk about it because uh, it brought back so many bad memories. So that's where, you know, it kind of was instilled in my, in my mind um, and, and came out much later, mm-hmm. uh, as we'll talk about, you know, shortly. Sure. And your uncle uh, Sullivan was, uh, you know, like notable, or uh, I dare say famous in Granville uh, for a, a very sad reason. I mean, he was the first um, uh, cra- a casualty of the first death in World War II uh, from Granville. Yeah, that's correct. Um, the Anybody, even to this day, you drive through Main Street and you take a left onto to North Street, heading up uh, towards Middle Granville, um, the VFW post uh, is located there, and it's named Falvey Fringy. 
uh, in honor of the first two men uh, uh, casualties uh, in World War One, John Falvey, and in World War Two, you know Sullivan Fringy. Um, after you know Sullivan's death, there were many, many more casualties, um, but he was the first one. Hmm. Now, to to write the the book, Sully's Squad, you've taken a look at World War II history. Uh, just give us an idea of what you see as the major events of the war that uh, preceded or accompanied your uncle's part in the struggle. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, my observation. I'm not a historian by any any uh, uh, stretch. It's a, it's an interest, and I've um, I think I've over time um, understand enough of this this era. To at least to uh, write about Sully's squad um, at the time, the, the, when Americans entered the war after Pearl Harbor, um, the Germans, uh, and I'm going to mainly focus on the European campaign, were defeating the British in North Africa. You know, the Italians uh, had just won in Ethiopia and had a had a very strong navy, um, and there were uh, between the, the U-boats and the Italian navy. There were uh, passageways, shipping ways uh, that were impacting mainland Europe. And um, early on, um, when the Americans came in, the Americans were under-equipped, understaffed. Um, the Army was uh, reduced in numbers, and it took a while to get you know, the, the men in and, and trained. And um, the first test, you know, Operation Torch, or the invasion of North Africa, that occurred in November uh, 1942 um, was that that long-awaited you know entry of the U.S. Army you know into the European campaign, and I think you know, at this at that time you know a lot of the guys that went in it was an adventure you know mm-hmm. they were excited it was something new, um, but the realities of war quickly came upon them you know how strong the German army was and uh, but they were well trained well equipped well you know they well experienced and, and basically. You know, pretty much annihilated. You know, the American Army. Um, many people may have heard of Kasserine Pass. Um, it's a it's a, a pass through a mountain a mountain range, and that's where uh, the Americans got their baptism on and how difficult this war is going to be. Um, and that that two mile stretch turned out to be a, a very uh, very deadly hmm. battle. But at the same time, uh, the Americans uh, were able to learn from it. And they had different leadership. You know, George Patton joined, and, and I don't need to talk further about General Patton and and, and what he meant uh, to the European campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, once North Africa was liberated, uh, and I also often wondered why North Africa. You know, why did uh, why the Americans and mm-hmm. the British why they go there? And and if you think of what the Germans ended up not having at the end of the war was petrol. You know, the the gas and. Uh, they thought they could get it from Russia, um, but obviously, you know, we're talking about you know the Middle East area now, mm-hmm. you know, North Africa, and and that was such a crucial, crucial victory. And then rolling into Sicily, then um, was just the next step before you got to the mainland, uh, uh, European mainland. And uh, Sicily was that was an island again occupied by the Germans, um, and again it prevented um, passageway, you know, for ships. Uh, to get through, and it was uh, uh, actually um, not probably well known, but prior to Normandy was uh, the largest amphibious uh, operation 
uh, in military history, United States military history. And that was the landing. Um, Operation Husky was the landing in Sicily. Mm-hmm. And um, much like what you see with uh, the Normandy invasion, with weather and things of that nature, um, there were weather issues uh, with the Sicilian uh, invasion. Um, they were landing in a gale, gale storm, um, which obviously impacted the, the, the landing craft, but definitely impacted you know anybody trying to parachute you know mm-hmm. into there. Um, and it was very important, um, you know, not only to, to, to win that island, but um, to try to then, you know, have that, a base there where you could have planes now being able to, to do, you know, bombing runs, et cetera, once you get mm-hmm. further into into Europe. But the, the one thing it does point out, um, uh, Sicily, the, the, it was successful, but in my opinion, the, the one failure of, of the Sicilian uh, campaign was the egos of Generals Montgomery and Patton. Um, they were so, each of them wanted to get the Messina first. That was the target. That was the, the northeastern point right near the uh, the boot uh, of Italy mm-hmm. um, that they allowed many of the German soldiers to retreat and to go across into mainland Italy where, you know, mm-hmm. needless to say, they had to fight them very soon after. And Montgomery was a British general, right? Correct. Montgomery yeah. was a British general and, and Patton the American. Hmm. Now, do, with this campaign or this uh, fighting, do, do you have any kind of direct testimony from your uncle uh, uh, Sullivan as to what he did or what he was doing at, at different points? Or, uh, did, I mean, was he able to write home about that or were you able to learn that in some other way? Um, the, it's interesting. I was able to, she's probably probably about 20 years ago, um, after uh, the 55th anniversary uh, of his death, uh, the VFW had a, a, re, had a, a, a celebration. And at that point, the Internet was, was new, and that, that's what really fueled what you got today, my interest. Um, you know, life was happening, children, marriage, those things. And now, all of a sudden, you know, uh, my interest was fueled. So... I was able to obtain some letters, you know, from an aunt, um, and a lot of the letters, uh, Bob, were very cryptic. Um, you know, uh, uh, he couldn't say much mm-hmm. because uh, being in training, um, the, the, everything was was most likely censored. And then um, they had templates, um, like uh, Mother's Day cards or, or Christmas cards or things where they would check boxes, so it was very cryptic from that standpoint. Um, what I learned the most of was uh, I was able to to actually meet a gentleman who was who was there um, when my uncle uh, uh, was killed, and I uh, on the phone I was able to meet with several other men that were with him. Um, so I was able to learn uh, much of the, the historical f- uh, effect and and some of the discussions uh, through talking with them. Mm. We're talking with the Kevin Wilson, who's author of the book Sully's Squad, a young adult uh, fiction novel about a young soldier uh, fighting in the Sicilian campaign in World War II. The character of the squad leader is based on uh, Kevin Wilson's real-life uh, uncle, a man named Salvatore Sullivan Fringy. We'll be back in, in just a moment on the Historian's Podcast. Just want to put in a word for our fundraising campaign. 
Uh, you can uh, donate to keep the Historian's Podcast on the internet by going to gofundme.com forward slash 2019 dash the dash historians. And they'll tell you how to uh, give online. Or you can write out a check to me, Bob Cudmore, and send it to Bob Cudmore, 125 Horseman Drive in Scotia, New York, 12302. And thank you very much. Kevin Wilson with us. We're talking about his uncle Sullivan, uh, who, uh, Salvatore uh, Sullivan Fringy, who was uh, killed in World War II while uh, fighting in, in Sicily. It, you know, I hate to ask you this question, but I mean, do you know how he died? Yeah, yeah um, <laughs> I'll digress just just a moment. But uh, when I uh, to, to get to that, um, I met this gentleman uh, for lunch. You know, his son was there, uh, and I knew his son. And uh, you know, but the family again never talked about this. And so, um, so I met the gentleman, um, and he he was having a hard time with the menu. And um, all of a sudden, you know, I, I have my little notes, you know, and uh, he looks at me and he goes, I'm sure you want to know how he died. Huh. And I like, you know, fumbling my papers and, you know, acting like, you know, uh, and he was he described, you know, the situation to the T. Um, you know, he uh, basically they were they were engineering uh, group, uh, but they were uh, a rifle company, he said, at that time at a bridge. And uh, we were allowed to uh, have our first hot meal, um, and uh, limeade and spaghetti. And uh, it, this was July twenty first, nineteen forty three. So you're you're probably ten, eleven days out, Bob. You know from the uh, actual invasion. Mm-hmm. So um, they uh, disseminated into this open field. Um, there was a, a, a white barn to the side, uh, an old rickety fence. Straight ahead from you know in the back, and then there were two cafeteria trucks, um, and they were having a meal and, and talking about uh, basically they were talking about stories of, of how many drinks people are going to buy for them when they get home, <laughs> you know, for all their World War II stories, and then all of a sudden artillery shelling came in and, and everybody scrambled, and uh, when the shelling stopped, he you know he was over by the barn. He looked up. Um, and there were bodies, you know, throughout, um, and he, he looked where he was and he, he ran over cause he, there was someone laying there and, and it was, it was Sullivan hmm. oh. and, uh, he passed away then and, uh, they buried him in a, in a shallow grave and, 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 and moved on. Oh, I'm sorry to have, have you tell that story again. In some way, is that in the book, the, the Sully squad? Uh, the, yes. It is. It is in the book, um, in some ways. Um, the, the the results may be different, but it's it's uh, it's in the book. Now, I, I mean, I get the sense, or and I wonder if you know specifically that your uncle was an older man than many of the soldiers, uh, and I would say more experienced. I mean, he hadn't fought in a war before, but he was more experienced in the in the military. So, was he kind of a mentor to the the younger troops? Yeah, he was. Uh, he he had just turned twenty five. His birthday was July eighteenth. Um, so he was uh, because he had entered in nineteen thirty eight. He was he was older, um, 
older than the man I was talking to, and uh, about a, a similar. Uh, he was older than the guys I had, I had mentioned, and and yes, all of them. Again, that generation, uh, as you know, uh, very respectful. Um, you know, they uh, had nothing but kind kind words to say. Um, they described him as even keeled, even mannered. Uh, he was their sergeant, and uh, when he gave an order, he went with them. Um, and uh, you know, utmost respect. One interesting story um, on on his his passing. Um, I was talking to a. I was on the phone um, with someone, a man from Maine. Um, his wife. His wife answered. I'm sorry. Uh, wife answered the phone, and uh, he's probably in his 80s at this time. And she goes, "Oh, uh, just one minute. I'll get him." I'm like, "Oh no, don't bother him." I go, "No, he's out chopping a tree down." I'm like, what? <laughs> probably <laughs> in his 80s. Wow. So, no, he wants to talk to you. So he came in and um, he, he he was, you know, uh, thanked me for calling. And he said, you know, sorry uh, about your uncle's death. He was a wonderful man. And I just want to let you know that we neutralized the battery. Um, I want you to tell your family that. Um, and if you think about it, you know, in in war, that's that's all they can do. Mm. You know, is kill those that killed them, tried to kill them. Mm. So, so that's what that means. I mean, that's what he meant, that they uh, must have attacked the artillery, the German artillery that was firing on them, yeah, the and, people and, there. You know, he also, and uh, many of your uh, listeners probably have seen The Battle of the Bulge and many of those movies with Patton, um, and he, he, his opinion, he said, we were moving too fast, the perimeter wasn't secured and that's why we were shelled you know we never should have been where we were um not in the not in an open area because mm-hmm. the perimeter wasn't secured because we were moving too fast that was the opinion of the veteran that you talked with veteran, yes right. wow. well how did you come to write this book well uh good good question um i was on a, a plane heading back from um San Diego uh, uh, work conference, and I, I sat next to a woman who had, uh, she was pretty busy. She had a lot of newspaper articles and things of that nature she was uh, going through, and, and we brought up a conversation, and she was an author, or she is an author, and um, her name is Heath Lee, and uh, she's uh, got some pretty well-known uh, women of history books that are out, and she said, everybody has a story, uh, what's yours? Um, and I will have to say Sully Squad wasn't immediately in the forefront, but it was something to do with with my late uncle, because uh, I I really wanted to uh, Bob, I, you know, he died with no family, you know, in, in sense of children, wife, um, and I just didn't want his memory to just fade away, you know, with his mm-hmm. brothers and brother and sisters, with myself and my cousins, you know, so I wanted my my children and the next generation to not forget, you know, what he had done and, and others uh, at that time. We talk on the program with a number of people who write historical fiction. What does it mean that yours is, uh, is it, it's historical fiction for young people or something? Yes, it's um, uh, after um, uh, when I, was, I graduated actually from uh, Saratoga High School. So I went from uh, Granville uh, to Saratoga my uh, sophomore year. So when I thought of writing the book, um, 
after talking to my editor, she said, you really should make it a young adult book. You know, a lot of uh, adults like reading them, and, and it would be, it's, I think what you're writing here are, are, are good lessons made for, for parents and, and for, for young uh, adults. So it's a, a young man who enlists at the age of 15 um, from Saratoga. Uh, he's fictional. His name is Artie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ends up in the same squad as my uncle. And my uncle is a sergeant. And uh, the book is a coming-of-age tale. So, you know, he's a 15-year-old boy. By the time Sicily hits, he's probably around 16 because he had served in North Africa. And uh, he just, uh, the, you see the the battle and everything through his eyes. He narrates it. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from uh, the landings in Sicily uh, to, you know, patrolling through the, the, the island through the, the combat, through the the uh, interaction with the squad, the camaraderie, um, you know, the, the how different each of the guys in the squad mm-hmm. are, and how each of them have their own story. Um, and he also, you know, being a young man, wanders a lot. You know, his mind wanders, mm-hmm. uh, so you get stories of him back home and things of that nature. Uh, and he wanders on foot when they have an opportunity to to have a brief respite. Uh, and through one of those wanderings, he meets uh, a young, uh, also a young uh, woman, a postulant. Um, and, and his, you know, it, it's kind of, you have that awkwardness, you mm-hmm. know. So despite they're in, he's fighting a war, he's still awkward when it comes to talking to a girl. So mm-hmm. I, I tried to keep that innocence still of, of, of someone of that age uh, and, and learning, you know, themselves how to communicate, you know, in this case, a boy trying to learn uh, communicate with a girl. Hmm. Have you ever, have you served in the military? No, I, I, I was an uh, ROTC. Oh. And mm-hmm. um, I, you know, just, I think part, you know, part of it could have been the effects of seeing the impact on my grandmother and my, my, my mom and, and others. And just maybe there's a part of me that did, and I'm great grateful for anyone who has. Um, but I, 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 I haven't. Mm-hmm. How can we um, buy the book Sully's Squad? Uh, well, the book, it's available um, through Troy Bookmakers. Um, they have an online consignment uh, site. Uh, it's available um, on Amazon. Uh, but I, I, I really prefer, if, if people have the time, um, it's uh, on sale at um, the Market Block Books uh, in Troy mm-hmm. on, on River, uh, River Street, um, the, the Book House. Uh, that's on Stuyvesant Plaza, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it'll North? be uh, in uh, in Albany. And by the time this is uh, the podcast, it'll be up in uh, Northshire Bookstore, up on uh, 424 Broadway in Saratoga, in Saratoga. Saratoga Springs. Yeah. And was <laughs> forgive me if I'm wrong, but was there a, a plan to give some of the proceeds to veterans groups or something like that? Yes, between um, the wounded warriors, um, you know, some you know, even, like even homeless shelters around the area, Capital City Rescue Mission. You know, a lot of them deal with with individuals, uh, veterans who who haven't been able to adjust since they got back. And wounded warriors projects. Um, yeah, yeah. So it is to give a, a portion of that back to them mm. because I'm just a I'm just a storyteller. You know, um, you know, they're the they're the real people that did it, and I'm just trying to keep 
the memory of um, uh, of what it could have been World War II, it could have been Korea, it could have been uh, Vietnam. Uh, I chose World War II, uh, but it could be any of those, and it could be the current current wars that are going on now. Hmm. Have you got reaction from like the VFW post that's in part named for your uncle or from some of the veterans you talked with? Um, no, it just it just was released the end of September. I haven't yet heard um, anything. I've uh, I've tried to right now you know send it out to uh, the ROTC programs, national ROTC programs, uh, trying to get you know some. Because uh, I think part of it, I'd like to have it as an educational mm-hmm. uh, novel. Um, I know it's it's fiction, so it may not uh, fit all the the requirements. Um, yeah, I'm in the early stages uh, of, of trying uh, trying that, um, and uh, you know the feedback I've received has been has been mm-hmm. positive. Kevin Wilson's the author of Sully's Squad, young adult fiction book about. A young soldier in the Sicilian campaign in World War II and the character of the squad leader based on Kevin Wilson's uncle, Salvatore Sullivan Fringy. This has been the Historian's Podcast. I'm Bob Cutmore.